This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Fellow Clock Dodgers, I need some help. I need to know if I am clinically crazy and insane. If you are a psychiatrist, if you are a head doctor, if you are somebody who can tell me that I got mental issues, please step up to the plate. I am addicted to No Halftime. It is a daily fantasy sports app. You can download it on Android, on iPhone. I can play my friends and family. And the cool thing is it's it's player versus player. I'm addicted to this this style um, of, of daily fantasy sports rather than the old school team versus team i gotta draft all these players all i have to do is draft one guy and get it right and i get money for that and like if i use the promo promo code clock c-l-o-c-k i get free ten dollars to use on the app that's just insane am i insane is that insane is that an insane deal i don't know what's going on no halftime download it now support the clock dodgers podcast and tell me if it's just me that's crazy or if we're all crazy for no halftime you are now locked in to the clock dodgers podcast clock dodgers podcast All right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate you guys joining me today. You are, of course, listening to the Clock Dodgers podcast. This is episode number 24. My guest today is a guy who literally lets nothing stand in the way between him and success. Uh, His work ethic is crazy. His energy level is crazy. He's just an all around, you know, solid dude. Um, I personally became aware of him through Periscope, uh, which is an app where you can broadcast yourself to the world. And his videos were, you know, pure motivation for me at the time and and still to this day. Uh, my guest is a realtor in Miami named Jalal, uh, a.k.a. you probably know him as the king of Miami real estate. And I'm excited to have, you know, this conversation with Jalal. Um, I do appreciate you taking the time, you know, to come on here and, and join me. How, how you been doing, man? Man, I'm doing amazing. First of all, I want to thank you for having me. That's, uh, that's an honor and a pleasure of mine. And, uh, and I wanted to add one Thing. I'm a realtor slash investor, and uh, pretty much I also buy real estate too. So I wanted to add that in case uh, that brings any curiosity, any questions you guys have about that too. Absolutely, absolutely, man. So, for, for, so that basically, you kind of covered um, what what you do. So, like like you said, for the record, you sell real estate in Miami. You also do a lot of mm-hmm. investing and investing in mm-hmm. real estate. So, yes. Um, besides. You know, being really successful at those things, um, like I said, one of the main reasons I wanted to have you on here uh, and have a conversation mm-hmm. with you was, you yeah. know, the energy you bring and the passion you bring. Um, yeah. As my fellow clock dodgers know, you know, the goal of what we do here is to escape um, the nine to five mindset. And as I've said before, um, it's not a knock on the nine to five job life. 
Um, it's more of like a mentality thing, you know, to to avoid being comfortable in that mindset. You know what? You know what? It is. It is a knock. Why not say it? Okay. I, I mean, I, I guess mean, you're right. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I mean, that is like the thing. It's just like some people do not want to admit it, and it's it's the reality. And it, it like when, like I hear a lot of people saying, "Oh, nine to five. But listen, reality is. Some people were born to be the best at a nine to five. Right. And maybe a lot of listeners or somebody going to be listening right now, they're going to be like, holy shit, what this guy's saying now. Maybe this could be going against somebody. But hey, everyone needs to know one thing. You need to become 100% self-aware about what is that one thing that you want to be, you know? Right. Like if you hear, yeah, I mean, like I see a lot of people sometimes not a lot. I see people like, you know, from both sports, like entrepreneurs, and I see people that is, you know, doing a nine to five. Like, like you would see somebody that is a top producer, making good amount of money a year, taking care of their family, saving money, and some of them probably investing in something on the side. God knows, but that's the best at nine to five. Then they open up their minds to somebody talking about entrepreneurship, then they just mess up the whole thing. Now, as we all here believe that we were made to be the best at something, and maybe this is like what I'm saying is a turnoff, but people need to understand, entrepreneurs, are, we're, we're almost 8 billion people on earth. 8 billion people of us almost, we're not all entrepreneurs. That's what people need to understand. And how, how would you get to that is if you understand what comes with being an entrepreneur. You know how, man, you know what happens when you're an entrepreneur? You fucking lose. Some people are not just prepared to be losing. Right. And that's one thing a lot of people need to be like prepared for with losing. Like, okay, great fucking example. I lost money today. I lost money today. I lost $3,000 today. To some people, it might be not a lot of money. To some people, it is money. To me, it's money I busted my ass for. So it is money. I'm not a multi-hundred millionaire. So $3,000 counts. Three pennies count when you earn it. And that's what people need to understand. Some others that are doing a nine-to-five feeding family, if they lose the $3,000, they're falling bankrupt to the next day. Right. So, so people need to understand the, 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 the amazing you know, outcome that comes with being an entrepreneur. But you also need to understand that you will lose. Can you afford to lose? Can you afford it financially, mentally, physically, in every single way? And mainly financially. If you lost the three or six months back-to-back, where where are you going to end up? Where are you going to go with your life? If your kid is waiting on you home to, to buy him diapers, can you lose 12 months back to back? Can you lose six months back to back? Is, he got, is that little baby going to get hungry? So people need to understand that. Everyone wants to be an entrepreneur, but as soon as they get right into it, you know, they get beat up the first couple months, that's when somebody gets fucked up the most. Right. That they want to be an entrepreneur, but they get right into it. They get beat up. Now, they're in the middle. We're like, oh, fuck, I suck as an entrepreneur. And guess what? I lost my nine to five. I'm so screwed that they're mentally depressed. They're, they're, but their body language is bad. Everything is bad. Now, they can't even get another job for God knows how long. And guess what happens to the, to the family? A lot, of, a lot of those situations go into right into divorce. People need to understand reality with it, too. Everyone wants to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I took risks. Probably I would have not been taking if I, if I had a family. So once you t- talk about entrepreneurship, I'm starting from marriage 
going into right into single. So if you're single, fuck you. Just just do it. Right. Go fucking lose. You know, you will learn something on the way. Right. And, and that's one thing. But if you have lives depending on you, you need to think twice. I'm kind of ranting, you know. I'm just asking your questions, man. I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. Well, you actually, I mean, you displayed why you're, why, you know, I wanted you on the show because you understand, you know, the, the mentality behind, you know, Clock Dodgers, what we've started here. Um, you're, you're a living example of that. And, and like I said, you know, I see that in your videos. I see that in your Instagram post. Um, you know, and obviously everyone just got introduced to you very quickly. Um, you don't settle. Um, you know, you're constantly pushing, you know, yourself to be better. Um, and so that's why I wanted to have you on, you know, to kind of display that. Appreciate so that. let's kind of give yeah. a little background of you first, though, um, for those who maybe don't know you before we get to the current you. Um, yeah. You know, I, awesome. I originally obviously seen, you know, periscopes and stuff of you where you explained, um, you know, you're not originally from the U.S. You actually relocated here from Jordan, correct? I'm an immigrant, man. Oh, okay. I just learned how to speak English. I don't even know how I do it. Right. And then, and then, and so from your videos, you, you, you explained how there's a lot of struggles that you went through when you first came here to get where you're at now. Can you kind of, um, walk us through that a little bit to kind of give people a backstory on you? Yes, absolutely, man. Um, I am, my name is Jalal. I am from Jordan, Amman, and that is the Middle East. Okay. I moved to the United States in August, 2010. And, uh, I wasn't even 18 yet. Today I am 23 years old and a lot of people still do not believe that. So I wasn't even 18. I was like uh, three months, about three months away to be 18. So first thing I did, I moved to Georgia from from Jordan, Amman. I went to first. I went to Ohio for like uh, a month. Then I went to Georgia. I had a friend there that you know expected help. There wasn't help. I went to Georgia, and uh, just a few weeks later, just about two to three weeks later, uh, my uncle wasn't much of an help of help and. Uh, and him and his wife, they kind of did not want me, you know, at home. I kind of overheard that. So, you know, ended up homeless there. You know, I had, I had to go. Whenever I had to go, I did not have a lot of money. And at the same time, I did not have the language. And that was a barrier. So imagine this, somebody with an American citizenship and, and, and a social security number walking up to places asking for a job, but I cannot speak a word of English. But yes, I can say yes. I can say okay, whatever, you know, but I really cannot speak English. So no one wanted to hire me. So I actually slept right in the front of a lake for three weeks. Wow. I slept right in the front of a lake for three weeks. And every single day walking from a place to place asking for a job, no one wanted to hire me because they thought I am an illegal immigrant that bought these passport, this passport or social security number fake. And I'm just trying to get a job. And guess what? I looked like shit anyway. Probably I would have not hired me. Right. You know, probably, probably I would ask me for some freaking kind of like physical tests before I hire someone like that. Who knows? <laughs> but anyways, I'm just like walking into these places. There's just nothing, man. And one time I'm walking, uh, I was walking back to the lake. Like I used to cry every fucking night, you know, like at the same time, like my family is not homeless. And that was my biggest challenge. Like I could have just called my family. Hey, I'm going back home. And I had a bit to sleep. I have a place to sleep. I have food to eat. And, uh, and everything would be awesome, you know, at least I wouldn't be homeless and, and I wouldn't have all these fucking mosquitoes that were just like eating me every night, my man. Right. And I have a little bit of money on me, but I was buying one can of tuna a day and I, I didn't know like for how long we would be there. So I couldn't, and guess what? To go to get that fucking can of tuna from Walmart for like 73 or 75 cents at the time, I was passing in front of Subway every fucking day. And I'm like wishing I can have that sub. But I, and I can afford it, like, you know, maybe like for two, three days, but I don't know for how long I'm in the state. Right. So I was just foreign. So like, yeah. So it was just like that struggle. But what really clicked 
for me the most is that I have my family on the other side. They need my financial help. My family is not rich, but they're not homeless. Like they can, like they have enough money to buy food. Sometimes they need help with other stuff. And once I moved, like my family would need my help. And uh, this is what hurt me the most, that my family would call me for money. And I would tell them, hey, I'm doing amazing. Everything is going great. Because, I mean, what am I going to tell my mom? My mom can't even speak English. She doesn't even know where's America. Neither none of my family because they're all back home. So I'm not going to tell them I'm homeless, give them word about me, and I'm sitting here and they can't do anything. So why would I give them that, like, pain and headache, you know? Yeah, that's tough. So I, was like, so, so I was like, hey, I'm doing awesome. But at the same time, I'm sitting there, like, I have no fucking money and I have nowhere to go and I don't know what to do. And that was the most painful thing, knowing that they need you and they're telling them that you're doing good. So you kind of look like, you don't want to help them. And, and that's like the toughest thing for someone that really cares for their family. So basically as a man, and I think every fucking man should feel this way, the weakest position I can ever be in that I would never, never like to be in. And, and that one motivates me the most too, honestly. It's being in a place where you cannot provide for your loved ones. It's like seeing your son or your daughter crossing the road and you know the car's going to hit them, but you wouldn't even fucking move a foot to go save their life. And that's exactly how it feels. And I was like, I will never be there again. You know, I just hated that. So at that moment, yeah. at that moment, you hit rock bottom, right? I mean, is there any more rock bottom than that? That's about as bad as it gets. And so how, how did you turn that around, though, when you're in such a negative um, place and such a depressing you know, mindset? How did you get out of yeah. that slump? You know what? Maybe anyone, if you would ask this question to somebody that's been in such a situation or maybe they say they were. They would tell you, oh, I just wanted to be this, I wanted to be that, and it's, I'm going to be so fucking honest with you, man. I was so fucking lost, and I used the same reason that I moved from the Middle East to America. It's the same reason that made me go through that and actually laugh, which is I had 99 reasons to stay in my country. I had the family. My family loved me. I had friends I grew up with. I, I, I was, like, playing around with this little girl that I thought I'm going to fucking marry. I'm going to have her babies and shit. <laughs> And I had, like, I really thought this all that when I was there. And I just chose to leave for one reason. And this could not make sense to just anybody, which is there was a voice in my head telling me there is something, something about success, something about money, something about a life that God created. I believe in God. I know about others that don't, but I do. And so there's something that God put on earth, and it's in this fucking country that I'm going to earn myself and no one else will get that piece of success but me. And I'm going to do something no one ever in my whole generation, family, or even neighborhood, even my country have reached that level of success that I believe I will reach. So is it a specific reason? Yes. Is it a clear? No. The one reason, it's a voice in my head telling me that it's something so big for me. At the same time, like I was, you know, almost 18. Like I wasn't like so goal oriented where I'm so clear on what I wanted. I just knew one thing. There is so much success for me. I'm going to be so rich. I don't know how, but I need to get there. And, and I'm still working on getting there. Like I'm not, I want, I want the listeners to understand. I'm not speaking out of a point where I'm like, hey, I made $100 million, folks. You know, you guys are talking to somebody right in the middle of this process, going through this pain every single day. But I'll tell you this, I'm not homeless. I'm never worried about my bills. I have no bills that could worry me and I'm making good money, but I'm not a millionaire yet. But so what I think is going to be amazing for us as the the listeners and myself here, folks, you need to look at something. 70% out of this country 
People live paycheck to paycheck. 70% of this country live paycheck to paycheck. And they have lived all their lives in this country. I'm not a millionaire yet, but I have came to this country five years ago, and I can be so confident telling you this. I am not worried about bills. I'm not, that's not even what I'm thinking about. Because you guys need to think of this too. It's not about just not being worried about paying bills. If you are worried about a $100 bill or a $1,000 bill a month, which is all your expenses, and that's what you're living for, making $100 million is going to become impossible. Like making, like if you are so worried about a $1,000, a million dollars is impossible because you cannot think past that $1,000. Right. So like it, it's, not the, it's not the fear of the going homeless. It's, it's actually your problem is much bigger than that. It's that you cannot go bigger. So folks, like uh, like uh, a lot of people want to go into uh, you know entrepreneurship entrepreneurship from nine to five. Uh, first thing you need to make sure of you're not gonna starve. You can really not worry about your bills before you think you want to become an entrepreneur. Sometimes you want to take this entrepreneur thing after you know your nine to five, like you're doing yourself. You got your job. You're doing your thing. You're getting out of it. You got the right mindset. You get out of your job and guess guess what are you doing? Guess what are you doing? You're sitting here creating your own success as an entrepreneur, influencing others, and also still taking on that nine to five. But guess what? You know your full potential. And that's what keeps you to keep doing this, what you're doing today. And what I wanted to get out of this, folks, $1,000 is not your issue. Your issue is that you cannot think of a million or a hundred million or even more than that. So, I mean, that is the main thing that everyone needs to, needs to think of. And, and what switched me on, man, is being in the, posi- in the position where I cannot provide while I say I can't. And, and that was so painful. And, like, my culture is, like, I'm the man. i got to take care of my family. And I couldn't do that. And that was just, like, you know, like, broke me down. But at the same time, I, I, I just, like, went back, started walking again, wa- walking, trying to look for something, you know, anyone to hire me. And there was a guy walking inside. Uh, he came in, coming out of his car, and he was walking into Advanced Auto Parts. It's it's a it's a place where they sell car parts. And this guy was on his phone, and he was just speaking a little bit of Arabic mm-hmm. and like he and Hebrew. So I'm like, oh my god, like this guy's like an angel. I ran at the guy. Uh, I, I did. I grabbed his hand. I started crying, and I said, please help me, help me, help me. He he put me in the car. First thing he did, he took me to the hospital because he thought I was taking meth. But my arms were bleeding, and like they, my skin looked so freaking blue and yeah. yellow because because I was uh, I had the uh, skin poison because I had so many mosquito bugs, and I, I stayed in the hospital for like a few hours. He gave me antibiotics, and after that, he picked me up and he took me to his dealership. He had a small dealership, and I slept outside of that dealership for twelve fucking months in different car every night. After that one year. Um, like I started at least understanding more English, and throughout the year he was giving me two hundred dollars a week. Uh, I was cleaning the cars, uh, plus food every day at two hundred dollars a week, and I was like cleaning the dealership, uh, doing the rich work. You can say that, my father. Say that. <laughs> so I've been there, you know. I, I really, I was cleaning cars, I was cleaning the dealership, picking up garbage. Uh, I cannot speak the language. Like, how far are you going to go? You don't have any skills. And that's what I was doing for a year. Then after that, he let me sleep inside the dealership. And he said, that felt like freaking heaven. And, uh, you know, like I started understanding, communicating more in English. And that's when like things started kind of taking off. And I sold my first car. Then I got, you know, so much more confident, you know, that I can actually do this. You know, that I actually produce out of nothing, you know. Right, and I made right. $800. 
and I made eight hundred dollars. Like I'm like, holy shit! I just in less than an hour, I made eight hundred dollars, and that's what I make a month doing all that like physical work I and mean, where I actually get tired. And that was like another switch on, which I'm like, holy shit! I need to learn how to fucking speak. You know, that's the first right. thing. Then I then I started like. Uh, communicating more i started like you know talking to everybody more like which i was already doing but i, I started like pushing it you know and later on i bought somebody told me hey man you're selling cars you want to be better read this book it's called seller be sold for a grand cardone do you guys know who's grand cardone you know who's grand cardone yeah i know who he is but you can explain it to people who don't know <laughs> yeah grand cardone is the number one sales expert on the planet Earth, if you want to look at rates, he's the number one in the United States, and he's a New York Times best-selling author. Author for five books, and uh, they're all on sales business. Uh, if you want to talk about 10x, it's like the mindset. Seller be sold. It's all about sales and the closers, and that's about how to close your clients. And and honestly, honest to God, I'm here. I want you guys to know my story, but I need you, and I mean this. I'm <laughs> making no money out of this. You need to read the Grand Cardone books. He's an awesome guy. Read his books, folks. Uh, honestly, his book is what, you know, I would say changed everything for me. So I read The Seller Be Sold. I read it multiple times to understand what it sales anyways, because that's what I was doing. I wanted to know more about it. Right. And it took me so long because I was do- using, like, the dictionary that translates English to Arabic. And it took me so freaking long, but I started, you know, getting it with time. And wow. this is what was sales. Then I got his book that is on The Closers. It's called The Closers. How to Close Your Clients. And there is line in the last uh, two chapters, three chapters, of, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he says lines that you say to your clients to close them. And I started using these lines on my clients, and shit would never work. You know why? Because it just sounded fake, and I barely speak it good, and it, it just sounded like I'm reading something. You know, right, so right. no one bought from me, but I repeated myself so much that it sounded so natural. So taxi season come after that, and I was you know much better at that time. I, that was my first month where I actually sold, man. I sold over 30 cars. Wow. And I'm like, holy shit. So I took that money. I went to the auction. Uh, that was in Georgia. And if anyone here, you know, knows what, it, you know, we're in Georgia, like Highway 92, that's where was the dealership. Then uh, there is an auction called Red Top. And I bought cars. Like, you know, I bought like a few cars. It is like you buy it for 1000 You fix them with like three, 400 You sell them for like 2500 and I, bought, I kept buying those cars, and in no time, four years later, four years passed by, I owned over 60% of the dealership. Wow. And, and yeah, and that was like a turnaround for me. You know, I owned that much, and then uh, at some point, I'm like, man, a grand car don't change my fucking life. I need to meet this guy. I ended up meeting the guy. I flew down to Mexico to meet the guy. Guys, you want to talk about whatever it fucking takes? You want to talk about getting out of nine to five? Listen to this, folks. <laughs> so I actually, I actually flew down to Mexico to meet Grant Cardona. I met him. I took the risk. I pitched myself to him. Uh, I got a job with the guy. So, I mean, that was like fucking relentless. By the way, I've been on a Grant Cardona's show. He interviewed me on his show whenever we were in Mexico, Cancun. Because you can kind of say his book has changed a lot for me, too. I made me a lot of money. I'm not going to lie. Then I go back to Georgia, and he goes back to Miami because he's based out of Miami. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then, then when I went back to Georgia, his chief operating officer in his company gives me a phone call and he gives me a phone interview. And when she interviewed me, she said my English is not good enough and they cannot hire me because all their sales is based out of a phone and it's cold calling. And she said that. And, I and j- just just to be clear, that that was real estate that she was talking about. 
No, he uh, selling his a product which is Cardone. Oh, for, oh, okay. This is still Grand Cardone. Okay. Yeah, uh, yes, it's yeah, which is for Grand Cardone. I pitched myself then to work for him, and it was not real estate. Yes, L- real estate came later on. So he, you know, gives me the phone interview. I did not work. I mean, she said my English is not good enough. I uh, hung up. As soon as I hung up, she sent me an email like, sorry, that we did not hire you. And I didn't even fucking open the email. I deleted the email. And this is exactly where, where being an entrepreneur comes up. I said this. I believe if I go there, there's so much more better for me. And whenever I was with the Grand Cardone, the energy, everything, it was just like fucking awesome. I was like, listen, if I want to die, I don't want to die selling cars. You right. know, I want something much bigger than that. I want to be famous. I want to be rich. I want to have all this good stuff. And the Grand Cardone is famous. He's a sales guy. I want to learn from this guy. He's awesome. But I became obsessed with the Grand Cardone. You need to understand that. To the point where I sold equity down in my dealership, down to 25%. I still have the 25% equity in the dealership, but I sold down and uh, I helped my, my family. I bought them a nice apartment with, uh, with the money that I cashed out. I bought my family a nice apartment uh, back home and I took uh, $4,000. Uh, four thousand seven hundred, almost four four thousand eight hundred dollars, and I bought a Honda Fit two thousand seven cash for four thousand dollars, and I kept you know like almost in dollar like five four thousand eight hundred in my pocket, and I bought my car cash, which is a two thousand seven Honda Fit, and I moved down to Miami. Okay, so, so Grand, let, let, hold, yeah. hold on one second. Let's kind of try to recap here because your story is yeah, like I said, it's amazing, and so that's why I'm trying to. Um, get this out to people. So you started as yeah. a young guy, 18, and you took a chance. You came here. So that's that's already a bold move. You came in yeah. a situation where you, where you hit rock bottom, which, you know, like I said, many people don't come out of that. So just to come out of that, um, you know, you, you were given a chance by somebody, <clears throat> excuse me, you were given a chance by somebody and that chance, you know, manifested itself um, into a point where, you know, Can you I believed you in yourself. Bit? I want to interrupt you. Uh-huh. I think that guy gave himself a chance, not me. I was the best fucking thing ever happened to him. That guy's a millionaire because see, that's me. that's a beautiful way to look at it, man. That's you know what I mean. That 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 right there is the confidence that you know, like I said, is making you, um, you know, who you are today. And again, I, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why because I made the guy so much fucking money. Yeah, that's you're right. Why. That's what I mean. You're right. You and know? a lot of people won't like, say it, that. It, it, yeah, if I'm making, if I'm selling one car and I'm making five hundred bucks out of it, they're eight hundred bucks. Guess how much fucking money is he making? And I was at some point, like when I mastered sales, or at least I would say mastered the sales that I was in, man, I was freaking like slicing 20 cars a month on a monthly basis, you know? Like wow. uh, the, guy, the guy was cashing out of me. The guy started taking five vacations a year. I took on the heat. I managed everything. The guy loved me till today. And I'm flying to Georgia to do a 30 minutes uh, video with him. And, and so everyone hears the story from him too. And Man, I made the guy a lot of money, and he and he literally told me that. And you guys need to excuse my language. He said, "You are the best thing I picked out of the street, besides whenever I was in Vegas." I'm like, Dude. Oh wow, <laughs> wow! And see, that's another lesson to learn here. Which going into it, I didn't think about it, but you have to take a chance on people, right? I mean, sometimes you know you judge somebody before you see them, or or they don't look like they're doing as well. But he took a chance in you, and it really paid off. And so, and that's kind of what the story is all about, though. So. You, so you had you hit rock bottom. You you come you kind of bounce back in a, in a big way, and then you decide to to leave Georgia, like you said, and come to Miami. Um, now this is where you know your fresh start. I, 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 when I left my when I left Georgia, so everyone understands. When I left Georgia, I was making decent money. So it's not like I left 
exactly a nine to five. I mean, yes, I was, I mean, shit, I was working 24 seven. Cause you remember, there was a lot of time of my life whenever I was in Georgia, I was sleeping in a dealership. So I right. didn't, didn't even go home. Right. I was working 24 seven, like to that, to that, like literally. So whenever I decided to move here, man, I'm, I'm making a few thousand dollars every month. And I had like, I have like maybe like three to four hundred dollars worth of expenses a month. And I was making out like good money to my expenses. Like I was putting away good amount of money every single month. And moving to moving to Miami, that's where that's where like being an entrepreneur and actually a risk take. Like that was more of a risk than whenever I left uh, Jordan, Amman, the Middle East. Because whenever I lived there, I didn't have so much to lose. I, I mean, worst case scenario, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back broke, like I was anyways, right. as, like the kid that had no money. But whenever I left Georgia, I actually had something going for me, and I left that, not because it's exactly a nine-to-five. It is not a nine-to-five, but I left because I just know there's so much more for me. Like, I, at that age, like, what, I was uh, 21, like, a little bit over 21, like, once I left Georgia. Like, at that age, if I continued in the car business, everyone was, like, seeing me, visualizing me as the biggest dealership in the United States because I was going so far at it, and you can only imagine. Yeah. And I said, I just said, there's so much more for me. Like, dude, I don't know what how people, like, do not say this. Some people want it, but they will never talk about it. Dude, I want to be so fucking famous. I want to be famous. I want to be rich. <laughs> I want to get so much fucking attention. Like, I literally want to be the biggest now. I, this is my cool and goal right now. I don't know what's going to be in a year because I just keep going big. I'm getting crazier. Right now, I'm going to be the biggest real estate celebrity on earth. Plus, I'm the number one influencing, influencer, whatever you want to call it, speaker, motivational guy on the freaking earth. And that is my goal. And I just did not see that exactly like being the biggest influential guy while I'm doing my car business. I just did not see it. Right, right. And that's what, and that's why I left in Miami. And so, and so, way, so you dream for more. Exactly. I mean, if you don't dream, dream for more, so what else you're waking up for? Exactly. The same shit you have last week? Come on, man. Exactly. Like, like, like do not ever set a goal that you can get anyway, you know? Like, the, like besides, then what are you going to go for? It just doesn't make fucking sense. You have just to get crazier with time. I know how that makes sense, but it just works for me. And that's what everyone needs to know. Go for more. And a lot of people think of, of how much issues they have rather than how much more they can get and fix those issues while on the way. Like uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, he gives this example a lot. Like It's like you're flying an airplane that is kind of broken, but you're fixing it while you're in the air. You're adjusting it. You're fixing it while you're in the air until you become a perfect airplane in the air. Like, you don't fly perfect, but while you're in the air, you're fixing the, the wings. You're fixing, you're fixing your airplane while you're in the air. And by the time you arrive, you're going to be just fucking perfect. Right. But more people need to believe that they just should make this choice. And whenever I left Georgia to Miami, I remember I had no job in Miami. Uh, Grant Cardone office did not want to hire me. So, asking you a so, question, man. I'm sorry, I keep interrupting you. No, no, no. That's okay. So, so that's perfectly way into what I wanted to go to. So, when you came to Miami, you had no job. Um, I did hear you, uh -huh. I think, talk about this on on a video also. But when you when you went into the real estate, you know, to get into this business, um, you had a little issue there too, right? A little fight for that job. And, and how did that go? Yes, the real estate fight is is it wasn't a problem getting the job. But understand this: 
when I moved to Miami, I actually did work for a Grand Cardone. And that's what a lot of people need to know, too. I, I, I went to uh, LA Fitness. I, uh, put, I took a shower there, put on my suit. I showed up at his office at 7, uh, 7 in the morning, 7, 7.30. I was flagged at his office. They were closed at, not, at like 8.45. The office manager, like the chief operating officer, she walks in. And she said, hey, are you Jalal? And I said, yes. She said, oh, didn't we say no to you? I said, man, I absolutely agree with you. But let's think of this. I drove, God knows, if not more than 1,000 miles for my yes. And you drove 10 miles down to the office to say no to me. Who has more conviction to get this deal done? Wow. And she said, and she said, okay, wait outside. Then the Grand Cardone walks in right at 9.05. I shook his hand. Mr. Cardone, this is Jalal. And he said, man, how could I forget you? You know, I walked in, he had his whole office meeting in the morning and he had the pitch in myself. Uh, I kind of like was intimidated. I said some crazy shit. I wasn't even fucking thinking. <laughs> like, holy shit. Like I literally said like, like, it's like, I forgot everything about sales. Like I forgot everything in his book. I, I was just like, you know, in that state, like where I'm like, holy shit, I'm right in front of Grant Cardone and like tens of like master sales guys. So I just looked stupid as shit. So I waited on, uh, and he let me wait on the couch for him to free up from his meeting. I waited like about six hours on the couch, just sitting down. And guess what I did? He has his books on the table. I finished one of his books while I'm waiting for him. So wow. I get in, in the meeting with him. I impressed the shit out of him. Uh, Listen, Mr. Cardone, you cannot afford not to hire me. Worst case scenario, give me 30 days in this office and I'll be out of here. if I do not produce. So just shake my hand. You know you want me here. I want to be here. Let me learn. I understand my English is not the best, but I'll tell you this. My hustle will, will, will speak louder than my English. I promise you that. So it was just that kind of pitch. And the guy, he said, okay, man, I'm convinced. I like you. I want you here. Uh, but I need you to convince my sales manager, which is Jared DeGlant, which is he's like his right hand. Uh, I come in the next day. I convinced Jared DeGlant, and I got the job with him. So I worked with him uh, for a few months before I get into real estate. I just wanted to make that clear. Okay. All right. Gotcha. And, and so now you're in real estate, right? How, how long have you been doing it for in Miami? Uh, right now, a little bit over a year, like exactly 13 months. Okay. And so that's not really a, a long time, right? So, but yet you found, like you said, a, a way to kind of, um, create a real presence out here. Um, you obviously, you know, the value of social media, you know, because that's how I found you, you know, with Instagram and Snapchat and Periscope. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, just yeah. really quick, for anyone trying um, to get into a career or a business, can you explain, you know, why you found social media such an important platform? Of course, man. They just need to be, they just need to stop being little bitches and, and, <laughs> and, stop, and stop worrying about attention and what could people think of them if they seem them doing certain kind of thing on a video or, or like just be your fucking self. Like, not a lot of people are good in the front of the camera. Just find something you're so good at and shove it down somebody's throat and do it for so long and it's going to fucking work anyways. And that's why you need to understand. Like, you're doing this podcast now. Now, do your podcast for a whole year, every fucking day or every fucking week. At some point, you will be fucking noticed. You will be noticed no matter what because you're going to attract somebody's attention that they're going to say, this guy's so fucking committed that this guy exists for like a whole damn year non-stop every single day that and then people stop believing that like you do have a message to deliver you actually stand behind something guess what if you had a bullshit purpose you will not stand behind it for a year or two or eight at some point 
and you keep doing this one thing, showing it to others, even if you do videos for a whole year or two, and no one pays fucking attention, guess what? At some point, they will. At some point, you're going to go on YouTube, you have a thousand fucking YouTube videos, somebody going to look at that shit and say, like, dude, this guy actually got a purpose. What drives this fucking guy to do a thousand videos on YouTube? Something is behind this guy. Somebody's going to stand up and say, hey, man, you're going to give you a phone call. Like Eric Thomas, the number one motivational speaker on planet Earth. And if you don't know who's Eric Thomas, you need to, guys, you need to YouTube him. For that person to give me a phone call, to be on uh, event VIP and actually hang out with the guy he wanted to know my story, I got noticed. And guess what? When I started doing my videos, because I do like three to four videos a day on my Instagram, people started clowning me. They said I'm a bullshit. They said I'm a bullshitter. They said I'm a clown. They watch my, then somebody was saying, oh, I watch your videos uh, just to laugh because you're a fucking dumbass clown. Like they talk the most shit you can ever think of. And guess what? I called myself the king of Miami real estate two hours after I got my real estate license. Wow. And I was like, who the fuck is this I love this, this man. Kid? Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> they clown the fuck out of me. Even the people in the, that said, oh man, do your videos that supported me in the beginning, guess fucking what? And after like, like two months, when people like started seeing my stuff and actually made fun of me, even the people that I thought kind of supported me, they kind of fell off because they did not want to stand by my side while everyone's making fun of me and everyone's going to make fun of them. Guess what? Because people are not comfortable with getting fucking attention because yep. we're so fucking worried about what is this going to think? Who's, who's that? And guess what? None of those people matter. Nope. Like, why would they worry about someone talking shit about me on Instagram or social media? And guess what? I don't even know who's that person that actually took time out of their life to actually fulfill time in their day by talking about me. Guess fucking what? I added value to their day just by them talking about it. And guess what? I don't even know that they exist. I don't even know who they are. Like, why would I even listen to somebody? Because, believe it or not, maybe you don't believe in that, but maybe somebody listening does. Why would you listen to somebody that have their fucking profile on private with the three pictures and uh, a fucking quote in the bio, oh, uh, only God can judge me. Fuck you. No one can judge you. You're fucking broke. What are you going to be judged for? Like, why would you listen to that one person that has no future, no presence, could might be a billionaire somebody with two followers and two pictures and a private Instagram uh, freaking page. But guess what? There are still nobody. Yep. And if they did not support you and they talked shit about you, I don't give a fuck how much money you have. Because you're not going to benefit me anyway. So folks, you got to move on. And that's the first thing that happened to me. Like imagine somebody coming into a business, broke as fuck, coming into a business. First thing happened to him, he gets made fun of. He gets told he's a loser. He gets told you're nobody. Nothing you stand for will work. Your videos shit. You're fucking stupid. Your videos are funny. We watch them just to laugh at you, but we will never use you as uh, a realtor or somebody to, to spend any money with. Imagine somebody, anybody in any business gets into a business, a brand new, two months into this business, 60 days, 30 days in this business, and gets all that shit. Talk right into their fucking face. Are you going to fucking stand up and say, hey, guess what? I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing until it fucking works. Guess why? Because when your family calls you and they need you, you're not going to say, hey, I cannot do it. Your mom's not going to go to the hospital for a fucking emergency or fucking cancer or whatever. And you're going to say, I'm sorry, I cannot pay the bills. Call social security. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Someone in your family going to get sick. Someone in your family going to go broke. Someone that you love 
will fucking have something happen to them. Are you going to stand up? Are you going to just look around, see who, who else can help them? Like, listen, we're providers. As a human, we are all providers. We love helping others. Believe it or not, we're all good people. I believe that. But guess what? People turn as stupid because they're broke, not just financially. They're broke mentally because yeah. giving them the, the wrong data. Yeah, you understand? Like it's, it's, it's just stupid how much people pay attention to others. That means nothing to them. Look, even myself, the guy sitting here talking about motivation, the guy that I think I'm the most motivated, whatever, even me, when I sit for two or three days around dumbasses, there's some dumbasses in my office. I can't wait to fire. I promise you that. Like, I, like even if I just listen to them for two days, like their conversations, I fucking promise you I feel dumber myself. I, my conversations with my clients on the phone are different when I'm intaking the bullshit they're talking about sometimes in the office. And that proves so much to me. You know, if I listen to music on the way home or, uh, you know, out of, out of the gym, which is I still do, which is false, I still like, have not the best conversations with my clients on the phone. But when, when I'm listening to podcasts like yours, like Bigger Pockets for Real Estate, like uh, listening to audio books, dude. I use terms, terminology. I use vocabulary that I lay, that I heard in that podcast, and somehow the word comes out of me in a conversation with an investor. And guess what? I sound a professional as shit. Right, and right. That makes a difference. Yeah, man. See, and that's man. I love your energy, dude. That's why I'm telling you, man. I had to get you on here. And and and, and everything you're saying is right. You know, misery loves company. Stay away from that. You know what I mean? And and if you got haters for what you're doing, it means you're only doing it right because they wouldn't be paying attention if you weren't. You know what I mean? Yeah, but and, which is which is a lot of people say that, but they still get affected when they hear the hate. Like I swear to God, you would see so many females, so many males, so many boys, guys, girls, women. They would post, oh, I love my haters. They would wear fucking hats. Hey, I love my fucking haters. Hey, I have my haters are because I'm so successful. But guess what? They go to fucking sleep and scroll down their messages and fucking cry about that shit. Like, a lot of people would stand up and say, oh, I love my haters. Just because Drake wore that fucking hat once, everyone's loved their haters now. Guess what? It takes so much more fucking confidence and mental stability and beliefs in what you do for you to say that. I swear to God, go, go talk to every 14 years old. They all love their haters. Yep, yep. Why don't fucking lie? I don't fucking love my haters. I don't give a fuck about them to love them. But a lot of people like, are just, this is called false data. This is called false data. Just because someone got so much attention, like a Drake or whoever, and said, YOLO, uh, you only live once. You, oh, I fucking love my haters. That influenced so many people. They say it, but they don't know what it means. Like I know, I know girls myself. I know females myself. They're like, oh, I love my haters. Oh, the girl that makes fun of her purse or her hair. Oh, I love my haters. Oh, she's just hating. But guess what? They go home and cry about that. Yep. They fucking scroll down their phone and look at it and feel bad. But then they say, put the mask that it's fake ass shit. And that means nothing. Jalal, so man, you say you love your haters? You are yeah. dropping gems right now, man. You're being too real, it, man. It's just reality, man. It's just like reality that no one is fucking accepting. Like, like, I just don't stand some people like saying shit without knowing what it means. Like, some people want to be motivational speakers. You don't even know what fucking motivation means. Have you freaking went to the freaking dictionary and Googled that thing and actually know what it means? You don't even know what your business stands for. Like, a lot of people just do things because someone else with so much attention has talked about it. And for that one fucking reason, it became so fucking cool to say and to do with zero fucking purpose 
And guess what? That brings us all the way back to purpose and why people are quitting. And then why this is why exactly why still stuck into nine to five. Nine to five is not exactly what happens between nine and five. It ha- nine to five has to do before you go to sleep. They are exactly related. Your nine to five is related to your 20 fucking four seven. <laughs> right. so you need to think of that. And that is reality. But guess what? How much mental this, like stability and, and, and financial confidence and self-confidence you need in order for you to say all this stuff. But the main reason, man, is if we're going to go back to that nine to five is what you do out of that nine to five. And that is it. And see, that's that's another thing. Speaking of nine to five, that I love about you, and which again, when I say the nine to five mindset, that you know that pattern that people fall into, um, I notice that you're not in that pattern. And the reason I say that is because um, on the weekends, on the holidays, uh, when most people are partying or relaxing or or, or chilling, doing whatever they're doing, um, you make it very obvious that you're not about that. Um, you know, you're still out grinding, you're still knocking on doors. And those people I could tell frustrate you a little bit, right? The ones who, who, who think instantly that Saturday and Sunday means, all right, I'm done working. Um, why does it frustrate you so much? Why, say that again. Why, why, I, I noticed that you get frustrated sort of by the people who think, you know, Saturday and Sunday means stop working. You know what I mean? And because, because those are the same fucking people that are complaining about nine to five. Exactly. <laughs> it's the same fucking people complaining about nine to five. Like they think. By being an entrepreneur, they don't have a nine to five. Guess what, fucker? You can have a twenty four seven now, seven days a week. That's what you got to do. You know what? I'm a slave to my business. I am a slave to my success. And guess what? I live every fucking bit of it. You're being a slave anyway to somebody. Might as well be to yourself. And that's what people need to understand. But but it, it, this is the thing about the weekend is I love it myself. Like I, this is the reason I love it. Like I know. Others that is in my business that is out there drinking their life away or just wasting their fucking weekend watching fucking House of Cards and Netflix. I didn't even know what is House of Cards, but I said House of Cards because someone with so much attention said House of Cards, <laughs> so I'm repeating a House of Cards. And that is reality. It's reality. I'm saying it because I heard it from somebody, but apparently it's a show that everyone watched. Yeah. So some people watching House of Cards on fucking Netflix all fucking week, popping popcorn and show up on Monday, fuck my Monday. No, fuck your life. Fuck your week. That's what. <laughs> yeah, that's and, what. That's I really suck. Yeah, and it, and it kind of goes along with. I've heard people say, um, you know, if you want to be successful, you have to do what other people don't want to do, or or you know that the, you know or do what they don't want to do, or go harder than they don't want to go. You know, and so that's that's where you're. You know, your nine to five thing, where you know you work on the weekends, holidays. It doesn't matter because you know. Uh, majority of people are not doing that. So if you're doing that, there's no other way but for you to get ahead. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I'm standing every fucking week and making videos about work on weekends. Yep. I'm telling others, work on weekends. You're in my business. You're in my office. I'm telling you to work on weekends. Yep. And and I don't see them as competition to me. You know, I really don't. Yeah. Because if they're going to... Like, I, see, I hear, like, man, listen, some people would say... To others that know me, like, hey, we're gonna take down Jalal, we're gonna take down the king, whatever. And at the same time, like, I kind of worked with these people before. And I'm like, and they would just start waking up at five in the morning or six in the morning, like I do. But guess what? One week and two weeks, two weeks pass by, they stop. Yep. Like, yep. I, you are an inconsistent fucker, dude. Like, I, you cannot stand against me. I don't care how much hustle you think you have, like, you just cannot. Because guess what? One of us got to die, and it's not going to be me. 
you know? <laughs> I got my money on Jalal, man. I got my money on Jalal. <laughs> now, you, now, you did mention um, you met Eric Thomas. And, and I, I think, you know, for again, like you said, for those who don't know Eric Thomas, I don't know if you're living under a rock, but um, he's, you know, he's the guy that coined the phrase, if you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, you know, that's when you'll find success. Now, you know, yeah. he's a huge motivational speaker and he invited you out to Ohio, right? Ohio, Cleveland. Yes, right. Now, that that must have been an honor for you. Um, how, how did it make you feel to get that invite? And also, if you could, um, what is like one major thing that you like took away from that, that experience or that you learned from him? Man, I took one thing away that I'm so not convinced with, but I know I need. And that's reality. And what happened is, uh, let, me, let me go back to this. One time, I'm coming out of my office to go get coffee, Cuban coffee. And if you know me, you know that I'm addicted to Cuban coffee. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going down the cafe spot to get uh, Cuban coffee. And guess what? Grand Cardone's office is right next to my office. Believe it, it's funny. And uh, while I'm going to get my coffee, I see this, uh, this light-skinned dude with a hat with the same fucking voice that I know. And, uh, that was, and he was just done with an interview with a Grand Cardone. And that was Eric Thomas. And he had, like, a few guys with him. They kind of, like, a big as hell. I think they were his security. And I couldn't talk to him much, uh, but the guy was just walking out. So I said, uh, uh, hey, uh, hey, Ed Thomas, whatever. Like, you know, he looks at me, and I only had the 20 seconds with the, with the guy. So I made the best user out of that 20 seconds. I pulled out my phone, and I made that 15-second video, and I took five seconds to seven seconds to say how much honor it is, I shook his hand. I pitched my story in seconds, man. And I just walked away. I posted that video on Instagram. I tagged him on it. And that's it. Like, he just liked my video. And that's it. You know, I just have never heard of him. I'm like, yeah, he's a celebrity. He's not going to care about me. Right. Then, uh, then like, um, like, what? Like, a month and a half later, uh, I see him on my Instagram page. And he just likes, like, like four or five of my videos. I'm like, dude, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. And he follows me on Instagram. And I'm like, holy shit. Am I famous yet? <laughs> like, come on. You know, then, then I get a phone call from his development uh, uh, manager, his brand developing manager, whatever he is, like his right hand. And he said, man, I can, we cannot st- stop watching your videos. Some of them are so fucking annoying, but we just cannot stop. I'm like, <laughs> Dude, that is awesome. He said E.T., which is uh, Eric Thomas talks about you all the time. And I was just shocked. I'm like, well, get the guy to call me already. Like, why is, like, I need, I need to get in contact with him if he's watching my videos. And I just got that call right next. And um, it was, which is, you know, I got the call. Like, hey, go to, like, hey, we're going to be in Ohio. I went to Ohio. Uh, I hung out with the guy. It was freaking awesome. But if I had to talk about one thing that I took away from him, which is, uh, he said, "Get a governor." In long, like in, in a very short uh, words, it would be pretty much like you do what you do. You think you're the big shot, but you have to have somebody that actually approves of what you have done. And actually, like let's say I'm making a video, I'm gonna record my video. Like, listen, like if you're confident, like you just fucking love yourself, but you're gonna watch your video, be like, holy shit, I'm so good. You know, that's what you don't really think. Right. And like, I, I don't even watch my videos before I post them. Then, uh, like, you need to know somebody that just knows your full potential so good and knows that you're always capable of more than before you submit the video, like, post it to the public, 
Like I'm just I'm using a video as an example. Like you would say, hey, uh, for example, my friend, like, hey, uh, Natalie, let's say my friend Natalie. Hey, Natalie, let's say she's my governor. Hey, what you think of this video? Like the Natalie gonna be like, listen, I know you better. Like you can do better video. You can do like if you just push that thing one little bit more, just a little bit more, you're gonna get so many more people to like it. Like you have to have that person in your life. And in my life, like how I'm trying to relate to it, like shit, I don't have that person. I'm like everybody in governor that I know, but right. I don't have that person. And that put me on the search now to find somebody that is like so freaking rich, so good in real estate and have the time to tell me that. But until then, I'm not going to settle. It's like you're finding a wife, but like a wife for, for actual career. You know? Right, right. And right. That, is the, that is the one thing that I took away. That's awesome. That's an awesome tip, everybody. So we need to find it. Everyone needs to get a governor no matter what you do. Now, so so yeah. we started from your beginnings, you know, taking a chance coming here. We we went to your 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 rock bottom and now we're, you know, we've went to your, you know, your success as, you know, a real estate agent and an investor. And now so what what's next for you? You know, what what are some like goals that you have whether short term or long term? Like what what is the next step for Jalal? Man, I wish this was a video thing cuz I have all my goals laid out on my wall. They're all like just posted, so I wish uh, I can just show it to you. So I can read it to you, man. Uh, what's next for me? Next for me, like in the next year or next yeah, five years? Yeah, yes. Like, what is we can go short okay, term now first. My, okay, my ultimate goal for 2016, let me, I'm looking at them right here, man. First of all, I must make my first million dollars. Okay? Wow. I need to have my first million dollars this year. One way or another, I must have my first million dollars this year. That's number one. Because before I go on the stage and talk, I need something uh, more physical to stand on, you know, like people see my hustle, people see my uh, potential, people see what I'm capable of doing. But at the same time, I'm not going to go out there and post like, yeah, I do have a lot of followers and people that watch my stuff, but I never like post, oh, look at my fucking $100,000 watch. And it's like where my, for my friend, or, oh, look at those Ferraris and Lamborghinis, you know, they're mine, taking pictures with materialistic shit. I never do that. I just talk about my story and what I go through every single day. Right. So before I go out, and, and I've been invited to speak in multiple events, which is I did, uh, but I'll, which is honest, be, I'm more honest with myself. I would feel much better uh, going on the stage of speaking, and at least I have accomplished my first financial stepstone, which is uh, my first $1 million. And, and so that that's by the end of the year, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay, so that's like that's like a ha you know six months left, or you know, ha or a year goal. What would be now yes. a five year goal? Whenever you talk about my five years goal, my five year goals, I must own three hundred units, apartments rented at fifteen percent. I'm gonna have my first two books out. I'm being on the New York Times bestselling books, and that is for sure. Uh, and if you're gonna talk about five years too, I'm gonna be recognized as the top motivational speaker in real estate on the planet earth that's in five years nice and now i don't, I don't want to get too crazy here but do you have a 10-year goal already or no man i have i have goals up to 54 years old wow okay so let's just let's go just go to 10 that way we get your first you know a year a five year and a 10 year no yeah that's awesome man if you're talking about five years if you're talking about 10 years i own seven thousand apartments rented at 15 percent okay I am worth $500 million. I mean, of course, wow. these apartments are going to be leveraged. So if you're going to do, do the math, 
I mean, at 7,000 apartments, you, I'm going to be leveraging those apartments. So right. you can be worth 100 million and own like 5,000 apartments. You can. You need to leverage it though. So the plan, the finan- I have a financial da- financial plan, you know, written down and everything. So my my net worth is 500 million dollars. I'm standing on 7,000 apartments within that 15 percent. Um, I am the biggest real estate celebrity go-to guy with my pin books out as a New York Times bestselling books uh, on the planet Earth in real estate. And at the same time, I have a goal, which is uh, bringing investors from Dubai to build the biggest building, Skyraiser in Miami. And my name is going to be on that development. That's, uh, that's one of my goals too in 10 years. Also, I want to help. I mean, a lot of people, I'm not sure if they believe in that. I want to also help uh, those kids that no one know about, that the refugees that come out of wars. And I came from the Middle East. Like I see people struggling. Like I want to help all these people. Right. I want to help all these kids like that. I know they died because they couldn't spend $10 on food. Uh, those people are my responsibility. So I'm going to be taking care of them. Now, my ultimate goal, whenever I'm reaching age of uh, 45 to 50, now you're talking about 20,000 apartments rented at 15%. You're talking about my net worth of $3 billion. You're talking about me being, uh, I mean, I'm thinking honestly of being uh, a governor or hold a very big political position back in Jordan, which is my country. And that will give me more power to change in my own country. Uh, I want to own the most real estate in Miami. I want to be the guy that is just everywhere on TV talking about real estate. I want to be the guy known for helping so many people, but those people that I'm going to be feed, I'm not going to fucking feed them and leave them away. No, I want these kids, the homeless, the, the people that consider garbage, I want to pick them up. I want to have a real estate company with 3,000 employees. And guess what? My goal is that those 3,000 folks, they're going to be like those homeless people that I'm going to take. I'm going to rehab those people. I'm going to teach them how to sell. I'm going to get them to make money for me. And guess what? Let's say out of these 3,000 people, if just 30% of them stay loyal to me because of everything I'm going to do to them, I'm going to be worth a lot more than $3 billion past that age without me picking up a phone or ever work ever again in my entire life. And uh, definitely I want to have uh, my private jet at age of 29. That is a guaranteed one. And uh, one of my, like, I would say, like, emotional, mental goals is uh, my dream is, like, to have my own private jet and uh, get invited all around the world to speak at events uh, for over a million dollars, an event, and I speak only for 45 to, to an hour, which is impossible because I talk way too much anyways. But just get invited <laughs> to speak. Yeah, just get invited. Because imagine I'm talking all this and, and I have not, you know, pretty much executed my first million. So God knows what I'm going to say and how much more I'm going to talk when I'm worth $1 billion, $2 billion, $3 billion. So, I mean, it, it's not going to stop there. And my goal is, like, have my family on that jet. Like, I want to have my, all my fucking family in the first row, and they're going to all look at me, which is, at the same time, stands for providing financial freedom for my, for my own family. I want to buy a mansion in Jordan uh, for my family, and all my family lives there, you know? Right. I want to have a farm. I want to have 10 horses, you know? Like, all this stuff, like, it's all written down. It's all in the plan. But at the same time, if you're just going for money, Oh, come on, dude. Yeah. Think of what you're going to do with your money. Well, yeah. I, that's what I go for, what I'm doing with my money. Yeah, and, and that's what I was going to say. Like, some, some things that I want to point out, you know, about, you know, the goals that you just displayed to us. Number one, you know, your goals weren't all about you, <clears throat> which is awesome, right? Um, number two, 
I, I really wonder how many people I would ask that question to, and I can actually get a one-year goal, a five-year goal, a 10-year goal. I, I wonder how many people would actually give me that right now. Um, I don't think enough people do what you just did, you know, as far as having that all planned out. And of course, you know, there may be people listening who think, man, those are some crazy goals. Like, are those even achievable? Well, see, that's the thing is your goals are supposed to be crazy, right? They're supposed yeah. to be, do you, you know. Do you, want me, do you want me to exactly read the, my 2016 goals for you? Yeah, sure. I have them. I'm looking at them. Yeah, it I know it. them by heart anyways. So, yeah, we talked about the million dollar, right? Mm-hmm. Now, my goal is for this year, I want to sell 400 houses. I want to sell 400 properties. And I even have them divided. Uh, you know, like what kind of houses I'm selling. And at the same time, where, uh, under each goal, like you have to have a to-do list to get to that one goal. So to sell 400 properties, I need to knock on 15 doors a day. I need to send the 25 offers a day. I need to make 50 to 70 cold calls a day. I need to flip 30 properties this year alone to, you know, and all this together is going to get me to my 400 properties and that right. will get me to my $1 million after taxes. Cause, you know, you got to pay fucking Uncle Sam. <laughs> then uh, number two, number that would be number three, get known as a motivational speaker in real estate, which is my Miami. I want to be known in Miami because you got to start, right? Uh, I'm going to own eight units this year. I'm going to own, actually, I'm going to scratch this one out because I'm, I'm surpassing that already. And I did not even know just because I'm looking at it again now. Uh, so that goal actually bringing me down. So eight, own eight units this week. Uh, I'm going to awesome. learn Spanish. I'm going to learn Spanish fluent. Okay. Uh, I'm going to have a billionaire friend. I'm going to scratch that because I have two now. Uh, <laughs> and, and pretty much uh, have a billionaire friend. That, is, that was one of my goals for this year. Uh, actually, I'm not going to scratch that because they're not like my best friend. I just know them and they know me. I'm like, I call them like when I have a deal, but I need to, I call their companies when I have a deal, but they know me personally, but they're not my best friend. So I'm still going to work on that. Uh, I'm going to have number, that would be number six. I have a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube, Instagram, another hundred thousand, Facebook, hundred thousand subscribers there uh, in total of 300,000 people on my social media. And I even have a to-do list. I got to post one YouTube video a day. I need to uh, post, uh, hold on. I got to post things on Instagram and Facebook. Like you got to have that to-do list. Uh, number seven, I got to get better mentally and spiritually, which is, uh, I pick, I'm looking at them right now, two, four, six, eight. I have eight books in the front of me that I'm going to master. I'm not going to go through these books and just like buy new books and, and get better mentally. No, I'm going to master these books. Those eight books are the eight books that I'm going to apply this year. And I can give you what books are they whenever we're done here. Uh, number eight, I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm still working on that. I got like about 10 pounds to go, so 15 pounds, and uh, four pounds of muscle that I got to add on. Uh, all my friends are successful um, and millionaires. I got like three friends that I need to get rid of, and I'm working on it. <laughs> uh, number 10, I am. Number 10, I visit my family and, and attend my sister's graduation. My sister, grew, as she grew up, my dad always told her she will never go to college. I just put her through the number one university in Jordan and her graduation just in two months. So I'm going to be there. And she doesn't know it's going to be a surprise. Number 11. Congratulations, sir. Thank you, sir. And number 11, which is the last one, I go on Fox News to speak about motivation and real estate. And I even have a to-do list how to do that, which is one thing I got to do. Call call Fox News on a daily basis and tell them about myself and what they need to and why they need to have me on the channel. And look how fucking weak I am. I'm not, I did not even make one call yet. So, like, you need to always remind yourself. All these goals are big as shit. 
Am I going to get them all done? God fucking knows, but I'm going after it anyways. You know, if I fail, let me fail. If I fail, I'll get three of them done or four of them done. Guess what? Those four will fucking make me a millionaire. So that's man, that, that's that, that is crazy. And like, and like I said, so the people listening right now, can do you have a list like that? You know what I mean? Like that. I mean, when when I hear that, and like you didn't just have goals, you had like how you're going to get the goals, and and like I said, you know, I have you on here because I know, I mean, you're already a success, but you're going to just keep getting better. I mean, it's it's impossible, it's inevitable, it's just going to happen. You know what I mean? And so that's why I love going into this because I feel like you have so much to offer people. You know? I appreciate you, man. I mean, believe it or not, like some people watch my videos and. uh, and like I get emails that freak me out sometimes. I'm not gonna lie to you, which is like some people, t- you know, email me like, "Hey, do you have books that I can buy? Is there like, do you have a book that is written? Uh, is there anything that I have to pay for so I can give you on daily basis?" I'm like, uh, "Man, like," <laughs> I, I, and at the same time, I never go out and speak as I'm a multi hundred millionaire or I'm like the guru coach that's gonna be your financial coach. Like, I just never done none of that. I'm just being myself every fucking day. And might as well have people learn from my mistakes. Like, I'm not fucking perfect. I lost money today. I'm the guy talking about go out and get your fucking money. I lost money today. And it fucking hurts, you know? Like, it does hurt. But you're being real about it, you know? It it is. It is. Like, yeah, I mean, I fucking make mistakes. I did not want to lose the $3,000. Fuck it. And I'm so mad that I'm staying here in the office, like, like, Giving out information to some to the people that is listening gonna help me. That's gonna recover my loss today. It's gonna make me feel better about myself, and and you know knowing that I'm helping someone else. And at the same time, like I'm still like scratching for deals and 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 doing all this and all that and then taking the action. It just it just felt like like some people ask me like, what is that? Just that one thing that I need to do. Man, you fucking answered yourself. Just fucking do it. Yep. You yep. know, you know what you need to do better than anybody. Like I don't need to tell you what to do. You know what you need to do, but you're just like a little bitch waiting on somebody to tell you what to do. Just fucking take the action. Yep. That's all it is. Take the action. And and and, and, and that kind of relates to you know what I said to you before you know we started recording was you know that when I first was introduced to you um, through the you know through Periscope. Um, like I said, I was unemployed in that moment, you know, and, and I actually, you know, I seen you on there talking. I forget how I even found the video, you know, of you on there broadcast. I don't know how I came across you, but, you know, just hearing you talk, you know, saying, you know, go out and get what you need to do. You know, there's don't make excuses. I think that's what you were talking about was excuses. And I was like unemployed at the moment. You know, I had the, uh, you know, the idea for the website and the podcast. And I was obviously in a little bit of a funk looking, you know, scrambling, looking for work because I have obviously a family to provide for. But, you know, you were like, don't make excuses, don't make excuses. And I was like, you know what? Um, of course, I have to find a job to start, you know, creating income right now. But at the same time, you know, I'm making excuses on why I haven't done anything else, you know, as far as the clock dodgers thing that I was trying to start. So, you know, like I said, yeah. um, you were, you know, you were, you were, you were helpful in that, in that sense. And so I don't, you know, I wanted to make sure that you got, I appreciate you know, got that. It, man. I really appreciate you, man. And thank you so much for saying this. And I would add one thing to it. Listen, man, I can tell you all day and day, you got to get your ass off and, and get it done. And I have many people that I say that to every single day, but nothing would have you know been done if you did not do it yourself. You know, you took the action, you executed, uh, no one told you what to do. You know what you needed to do. You just maybe, you know, tuned in on one of my live videos and just happened to i was speaking the same topic and and that just gives gave you the little bit more push to go ahead and do it but guess what you already knew what to do i didn't tell you go find a job there i didn't say none of that you knew where you needed to go you know what you needed to do and guess what you took the fucking action and you got it done so i appreciate that that's what matters of course man it's it's 
It's reality. It's a credit. You got that. That is your credit. It's you. You own this. So, I appreciate it, man. Hopefully, and hopefully, at some time or another, hopefully in the near future, we're both standing on top of the world together, right, brother? Hopefully, exactly, hope, man. So, hope is for broke people, man. We're not exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, what I do want to do, um, I, I know we've been talking for a long ass time here, but I, I can't help it. It's it's been great. Um, I have a game that I kind of play on here called Foul or No Foul, which basically I throw statements at you, just a, just a sentence, and if you agree with the sentence that I'm saying, it's a no foul. Um, but if you think the sentence is wrong, it's a foul. You, you down for that? Okay. If I agree, it's a foul. And no, no. If you agree with no with the sentence that I say, then it's no foul. There's nothing wrong with it. You agree with it. Um, if you don't agree with what I say, it's a foul. Okay. If right. I disagree, it's a foul. Right. And you don't have to go long okay. in the depth. Just kind of, you know, what your answer is, foul or no foul. And if you, you know, why. It's that time again. <laughs> Let's play another round of foul or no foul. Um, so okay. the first statement I'm going to throw at you, and everyone likes to play along with this, so it's fun. Um, the first statement I'm going to throw at you is, Miami is the best city in the world. Foul or no foul? No foul. No foul? And why? Because I'm in it. What's that? Oh, because you're in it. <laughs> hey, that's a good reason. That's the best reason, right? Um, I mean, I would, I would add one thing to it. It's uh, because um, follow the money. That's a, that's a thing that I always tell to myself. Follow the money. And there is a lot of money in Miami. And I happen to see it. There is money everywhere, but I happen to see it in Miami. Right. And that's it. Absolutely. All right, the next one. Um, making a shitload of money from your career has more to do with luck than hard work. Foul or no foul? Has to do with luck. Yeah, it has to do with luck more than your hard work. Do you luck? Oh, foul. Luck. 100% foul. Yeah, 100% foul. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Fuck luck. Because <laughs> a lot of people say, luck. you know, oh, they got lucky. Oh, they got lucky. I, I never get lucky, you know, so that's why. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, like, I'm sure some parts in life, maybe you can call them luck. Like, that I, like I heard this uh, from Gary, like, you know, fucking, I'm lucky that I was not born, like, as a fucking chair or, like, a fucking <laughs> cat or or a puppy, you know? <laughs> so if you want to call that luck, go ahead and do that. But actually getting out of bed and doing something, that's not luck. That's absolute work ethic. Absolutely. Okay, good. The next one. Uh, confidence is the most important key to success. Foul or no foul? No foul. No foul? No foul. I love it, confidence. man. All right. Confidence. And the next, the last one I want to throw at you. Um, there is no such day as a day off. Foul or no foul? No foul. No foul, man. I knew you were going to go with that one. I love it. Like I said, if, if anyone no questions foul. that, go watch his videos. I love your videos about you know people taking days off and shit. Um, now, um, the one question I did have for you um, that specifically um, about kind of about real estate is, you know, for people who are listening right now, if somebody wants to get into real estate or real estate investing, um, what is like if you had to get, I know it's harder than just one tip, but if you had to give just one tip um, for those people to be successful specifically in real estate, what would that tip be? Uh, what part of real estate? Because you can be a real estate agent and you can be a real estate investor. Like, yeah, I guess let's, let's go with real estate agent. Okay. If you want to be a real estate agent, know exactly. Like, master your craft. Like a lot of real estate agents come into the business. They want to be the best at luxury, the best at selling uh, houses on the water. They want to become the best of uh, selling houses with one acre land. Like what is it that you want to master? Like know exactly what you're going for. Do you want to sell foreclosures? Do you want to sell ugly houses. What do you want to sell? Do you want to sell to investors? Know exactly what you want to sell. And at the same time, I got to add this to it, man. I can't say one thing. Get a lot of fucking attention because you can be so good at what you do, 
stuff. No one fucking knows you. No one is buying from you. Period. I love that. I love that. And and that, you know, transcends everything, every career, not just real estate. I love that. Um now, now, like I said, you know, this has been a, obviously a, a fantastic conversation. I, like I said, I'm honored to have you on. I really appreciate you coming on. Um, I, I know people are going to, you know, gain something from this, from hearing your story, from hearing your passion, your energy. Um, you know, people listening to this right now are going to work 10 times harder today or tomorrow, you know, because of this. Um, I do want you to have a chance to just kind of, you know, plug yourself, whether it's, you know, your social media accounts, where everyone can find you. Um, where, where should they go to find you and, on, and everywhere? Yeah, man, absolutely. Uh, you must go. You must do this. You must go on Instagram and follow me at the King of Miami Real Estate. Once again, at the King of Miami Real Estate. And once you go on my Instagram account, you're gonna find the information for my Snapchat. And from there, give my Snapchat and go there because you're gonna get to see me like almost like hour to hour. You know, every like 50 minutes, you're going to see what I'm doing exactly and why I'm talking what I'm talking about. And I'm actually walking the walk. I'm not just talking. I'm paying the price. You're going to see me losing. I went down, I walked into a house and people fucking pulled guns on me. And guess what? That was all on the camera. Guess what? Yep. When I lost money, it was on the camera. So, folks, you must go to my Instagram account and uh, you're going to see me winning. You're going to see me losing. So be prepared whenever you see me win. I'm not going to still not going to celebrate it, but be prepared when you see me losing. You're going to see that too. But guess what? When you see me losing, make sure you learn from that and not lose the way I did. That's it. Absolutely. And, and you know, for, for those listening again, uh, you know, I have Jalal, AKA the King of Miami real estate on here for a reason. Um, I watch his Instagram videos every day, his, his periscopes when he does them. I, like I said, I, there's not a day that goes by that I don't get, you know, you got funny videos, you got motivational videos. It's just, it's all good stuff. It, it, whether you want to be in real estate, whether you don't, it doesn't matter. You know, your, your stuff is, is good for anybody to watch. So um, I highly recommend everybody to follow him on there. Um, I do, like I said, I want to thank you again, Jalal. You know, I appreciate you coming on and having this chat with me. Um, you know, keep putting the videos out. Of course, you're welcome down here anytime. So if at any time you want to come back, you're, you're certainly welcome. Um, is there anything else that you want to say to everybody before you go? Any message you want to end on? Or absolutely, man. Listen, guys, just just do it, man. Like, just I know you love your wife, man. You love your husband. I get it, but there's not supporting that one thing that you personally believe that is the one thing that's gonna work for you. Uh, you better get them on the fucking same boat, or just move on with it and get it done. Execute because that's exactly what's gonna make you happen. A lot of people say. Oh, my family comes first, but guess what? If your goals fail, if your goal fail, like your family means nothing because they're going to be homeless. So you better fucking make that work. So you support the ones you love. Like my most important thing in life is for me to be successful. Because if I'm not, my family will not be. And guess what? That means I'm not going to provide for the ones that I love. So do what you need to do. And if we're talking about the nine to five, this is the main purpose of this podcast. Uh, nine to five is not a bad thing, but make sure that you're, if you are wanting to be an entrepreneur and you know you're an entrepreneur, use the time after the nine to five to become an entrepreneur. And so you become that one entrepreneur, then you can say, I can leave my nine to five. Don't leave your kids starving. At the same time, you're going to get to sleep four hours a day. If you really want to be an entrepreneur and you're going to lose money and you're going to go through a lot of shit, but at some point, you only need to be successful once. You need to get rich once. You don't need to be broke and, and, and then like you can be broke all the fucking time, but at the same time, if you get rich once, you make it once, that's all it takes. I, I mean, if you're stupid, you're going to lose everything. Yeah, that's right. But if you make it once, you will always be successful.
Because if you built yourself from nothing, you're not going to be knocked down easy. And if you made a million or a hundred million, even if you lose it all, you have the mentality for a hundred million and you can build it again because you got the blueprint in your freaking mind. That is it. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Again, like I said, guys, hit them up on all, all the different social media platforms that you can. Hit them with the line, Jalal. Hit them with the line. What the folks? The Kings here, folks. Get your butt up, man. And let's do this. Let's do this. All right, guys, we're out. Damn, that was a good-ass episode. Listen, guys, Jalal, a.k.a. the King of Miami Real Estate, you guys need to go check him out. Instagram, Snapchat, Periscope. I'm telling you, if you're down at all, if you need some motivation at all, you know, anything at all, go check him out. Catch a couple of his videos throughout the day. You will laugh. You will become motivated. I, I cannot tell you enough to go do that. Um, obviously, it's clear that, you know, I didn't bring this guy on necessarily to talk real estate with you, although he's great at that. And some, some, some of you are very interested in that. So, you know, that helps, obviously. But it's more about just his passion for life, his passion for success. Um, the guy is super motivated and, and it rubs off. I promise you, um, if you listened, you know, when you, when you hear him speak here, when you watch him on his uh, social media platforms, uh, it's pretty evident, you know, the guy is legit. And that what he does, you know, he's doing things the right way. You know what I mean? He, he's putting his all into everything. He doesn't like to lose. And I think he dropped a bunch of gems for you guys um, that you should definitely come away with on this episode. Um, you know, obviously about the haters, about success, and most importantly about the goals. You know, he has his goals planned out. Um, that's how everybody should do it. Write them things down. Don't just talk about it. Be about it. Um, and Jalal was a perfect example of that. Again, thank you for coming on the show, Jalal. Um, like I said, you're welcome back anytime. The King of Miami Real Estate. Check him out on every platform you can. If you're looking for a house in Miami, if you're looking for a condo in Miami, if you're looking for anything in Miami, he's your guy to go to. Um, guys, that's really all I have for today. If uh, you know the th the same as always though, clockdodgers.com, check us out for the latest headlines, things in sports, music, TV, entertainment, culture, social, you know, social things going on in the world. It doesn't matter. We cover it all other podcasts we have the game of thrones podcast which is going to be coming to a wrap soon so you guys want to make sure you go back and get all caught up if you binge watch you can always go back and catch up with those things later obviously we have tons of great guests coming up for you um i have some excellent episodes coming up uh fantasy football episodes some excellent excellent experts and guests on those shows um and some other kind of guys that you just maybe or and, and women that you just haven't you know maybe you haven't heard of yet you haven't gotten in touch with yet you haven't been a part of their work yet and i'm trying to bring these people to you because they're really helpful to you guys um as far as you know trying to leave that nine to five mindset behind trying to get you motivated for other things or even if you want to do the nine to five thing let these people help you be entertained and to gain knowledge and in their in their professions their careers and just in life in general i want to thank you guys again as always for joining me on this journey um i, I love every one of you you know who are a part of this every week guys I, I mean it from my heart when i say we are a family that family grows bigger day in and day out and i can't be more proud of that don't forget clockdodgers.com you guys can always support there's a, a donation button right on the site it's very simple it just connects you straight through paypal you can donate that way you can donate by using the amazon link on the website and don't don't forget the sponsor please no halftime um guys check them out if you're not already using it you're crazy but again it's a dfs app daily fantasy sports player versus player 
get yourself prepared because when football season comes back around, the big dogs are going to come eat your lunch. You know what I'm saying? So this is your chance to practice baseball season. You know, you know it's a little different than football season. Obviously, that the sport is different, scoring is different, but this is your chance to kind of get your feet wet. Because um, in football season, I promise you, you know the people that I know, the people that I've brought along, they're not playing no games. They will take your lunch money. They will whoop your tail on no halftime. So get yourself accustomed to it. Use the promo code CLOCK, C-L-O-C-K, and you're going to get yourself free $10. I mean, I don't know what else to do for you. If that doesn't motivate you, if free money doesn't motivate you, especially after this talk I just had with Jalal, I don't know what else I could do to motivate you. I literally have nothing else for you. It's free money, money that you can use to grow, to gain a bigger bank account on there, more money to spend on there. And it's just fun. It's just fun in general, even if you're not spending money and you're just playing with your friends, your family. It's the way to go. I promise you on that. Guys, hit me up on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Periscope, anything you could think of is at Clock Dodgers. At Clock Dodgers, you can find me if you have any questions, foul or no fouls, guest suggestions, questions from my guest. If you want to get in contact with any of the guests after the fact, anything at all that I could do for you, clockdodgers at gmail.com is the place to find me. Um, and again, guys, we have a lot of contests coming up, a lot of special things we're doing. So don't forget to check out clockdodgers.com you know, routinely, at least check in once a day, you know, get, get some knowledge, get some education, get some news that's happening for the day. A lot of great contributors are contributing to clockdodgers.com. And I really want you guys to show them love. Okay. Cause there's a lot of great people writing for that site. A lot of great people contributing to the site and they deserve to be heard. They deserve, you know, their work deserves to be seen because they're putting a lot of work and effort into it. And like I said, it's only to help you guys. It's to benefit you guys in some aspect in your life. Um, again, lots of big things coming. Lots of great guests. I cannot stress that enough. I have a lot of great guests coming up. If you guys can do me one favor, <clears throat> sorry, I gotta keep clearing my throat here. If you guys can do me one big favor, um, share share this podcast with your friends, with your family. I, I know you guys know people who are not listening to this yet. Don't don't try to keep this secret for yourself, okay? I mean, as much as you know, as much as it's fun being a tight knit group. A tight-knit family, we can always have room for more family members. You know what I mean? So tell your family, your aunts, your uncles, your cousins, your best friend, your guy that sits next to you in a cubicle, anybody you want. <clears throat> get them a part of this because this is for everybody. The bigger we are, the better that we are, the more we can offer each other, right? So the more we have to connect with, the better. Um, again, I love you guys. Keep doing great things. Try to do something great for somebody today. Make somebody smile. Make somebody's day. This is Clock Dodgers. I am Neil. We are out. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to stop by clockdodgers.com and follow us on Twitter.
Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.